0: On sports tonight, I'm sports producer Scott Pennyman here with you. Can introduce yourself, Lee Smith. Woo, Lee. I feel like it's been a while since we've done the show together, man. You know. It has
1: been, but it's glad to be uh, good. And glad to be back, and uh, let's get going, man. How's life been good? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Can't complain, dude. You know,
0: just getting through this football season. Football season is a whirlwind, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, just. You know, once once the games start playing and we get the cover in high school and, and UGA and doing the SEC wrap up show and getting doing the Falcons, I mean, it just feels like you just stick your head inside of a tunnel, man, and you don't bring it out <laughs> until January. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But it's here. Yeah. So it's definitely here. Um and you know that football season is here when you start getting into some of these ESPN articles um you know during the week it's always kind of crazy season right throughout the week everyone uh sort of gives their analysis on what they're seeing and everything so uh, when you take a look at espn.com this week they have an article where they basically rate the top uh five or so quarterbacks that have the best chance of being benched now this is just after three weeks of the nfl season so there's a lot of football left to play but our guy desmond ritter landed at number 4 on that list of quarterbacks most likely to be benched. When you see that based on what you've seen these first 3 weeks, do you think that's realistic?
1: Yes, yes and no, but it's going to be it's going to take a while if it does happen because they've you know the the Falcons have uh basically given him the keys to the kingdom. So yeah. it would be very dramatic um in my opinion to to do that at any Week, you know, uh, week one or uh, two weeks away, one week away, you know, yeah. maybe at the end of the season if everything's going really badly. But honestly, I don't think so. Not right now. I mean, there's no way. Come on, three games.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they he had
1: was... one. I mean, he had one really bad game against Detroit. But guess what? The whole team did.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was whole sacked team a bunch in that game. Like seven times, he got put on his butt. Right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I get where people are coming from, just from the standpoint of. This offense and what you've seen from the offense right now just leaves so much to be desired, right? I mean, when you look at some of the targets on offense, I mean, obviously B. John's had a pretty solid start to the season so far, but I think people wanted to see the ball more in the hands of Drake London, right? First round yep. pick last year, top 10 pick. Uh, you think he have a breakout year this year. Kyle Pitts, I mean, this was really supposed to be his breakout season within this offense, and the numbers just aren't there. I mean, he's only catching a couple balls a game, only getting a couple targets per game. Uh, they broke down different film on different networks that that show Kyle Pitts standing by himself, open when he goes off a route. Yep. Desmond Ritter not quite finding him, or maybe just the offense, or maybe just that play not designed to go to him. I don't know what it is, but... When you look at the offense the first three games, yes, they're 2-1. and one. The important part is that you win football games, so that's most important. Uh, let's not gloss over that. But when you look at what this offense was supposed to be heading into the season, I just wonder if Desmond Ritter is the kind of quarterback that can get him there.
1: And it obviously remains to be seen. I mean, if you get, it just really depends. If you get the Desmond Ritter who has shows up against um, Detroit, it's yeah. going to be tough. If I mean honestly, he hasn't had to really throw the ball yet, so that's kind of I I don't know, man. That's it's tough because with this offense, like he doesn't really have to throw the ball to the field. He doesn't have to really make crazy decisions, I mean, if his receivers get open, he should be able to hit them on intermediate passes, right? I mean, you the D think. ball might not be there. They might not want to take chances. He might be a little more conservative because at the end of the day, you hope your running game can take over a football game. And with the draft capital you have, um, you know, spending for a first-round running back, you know, you, you expect uh, better outcome than 33 yards.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of where I'm at. Just when you think, of, just when you just, just as a fan watching the offense, just, you know, basically as in, Just analyzing things. I mean, not not even really as a fan, but when you just sit back and you analyze these games and you look at what they have on offense, right? I mean, it just seems like I don't know whether they're just kind of just bringing him along really slowly. I I don't know if that's really what the goal is, but the offense doesn't really look the way you thought it would look headed into the season. I mean, when I look at this offense, I'm like, okay, so you got pitch there. In football, that's one of the easiest things to hit is the tight end, right? I mean, when you look at some of these teams, that's the safety net for some of these young quarterbacks is having a really good, reliable tight end. Now, I don't know if it's just the design of the offense, if they're just not really, you know, but it just seems like Kyle Pitts, he should be getting no less than eight to 10 targets every game. Yeah. Every game. Yeah. Like, I understand why it may be a little bit more difficult to get the ball to Drake London just because he's an outside receiver. Things have to line up right in order to get him the ball, so I understand how that works. But Kyle Pitts, for where he lines up at, you should be beating teams over the head with Kyle Pitts.
1: So here's the thing. Okay, so how many NFL, uh, how many offensive snaps do you think they get a game? It was like 70 or – Okay, so if it. Kyle gets 15 targets, um, Drake gets at least 10 mm-hmm. – You know, you've got Bijan getting at least 15, if not 20. Yeah. And then Algier's probably going to get about 8 to 10. So you look at that, you know, it figures to be a pretty solid little number. But guess what? In the real world things aren't like they are on paper.
0: Yeah, I mean, it (laughs) it, it really seems like it's a lot of – there's enough plays to go around. It seems like there's enough balls to go around as far as what the offense could be. It just seems like – I don't know if they just don't have the confidence in Desmond and really feel like that he can – uh, get this offense where it needs to be that he can distribute the ball if they're scared that he's going to turn the ball over. If, if they're scared, you know, because a lot yeah. of the teams, they treat these young quarterbacks like, you know, kind of with kid gloves. And they go, you know, we don't really know what he can do and we're scared for him to turn the ball over. So we basically turn him into a robotic uh, yeah. quarterback to just, you know, dump it down and do all that stuff. I don't know what it is, but all I know is well, this offense is not going to get to where it needs to go if you don't let him just unleash him a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if it's a, a offensive coordinator thing or if he's being hesitant himself. So, right, if they're not calling deep shots and they don't want him to do that, they don't want him force the balls. Then great. Um, but at some point, you're gonna go have to like win the game. Right. Not play to lose. You're you're going to have to play to win the game. That's what I think. And mm-hmm. might as well go ahead and try that now. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you're not playing
0: divisional opponents. Yeah, I mean, you know, so that's that's all I'm saying. I mean, look, they're two and one bottom line, so they've won more games than what they've lost, so that's obviously a good thing. But I just feel like for them to get to where this offense needs to be to, you know, to really be cooking, and this is Desmond's second year, right? And you have other young quarterbacks that are being used a lot differently, right? I mean, there's a lot of young quarterbacks when you look at CJ Stroud down with the Texans, he's thrown for 300 yards already in a game this yeah, season. So, yeah. I mean, there are other against the Jacks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so he, he's looked pretty good throwing that ball, you know. So there's other young quarterbacks that are getting opportunities to th- put the ball down the field. So that's why it makes me wonder, is the coaching staff not really confident that Desmond could make those plays downfield? Or, or you know, maybe they think he's going to turn the ball over or something. Hmm? I, I don't know, you know. But it just seems to me, if I had to guess, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I watched them out there in training camp and everything. It's, it, it's kind of it's just so hard to get a good read on him, you know. Yeah. But... You know, b- bottom line, they're two and one, and so now they move forward. To they've got to, some hope,
1: and they can they might this might be a get back game for them. They might get right back on track against Jacksonville and London on uh, Sunday. So, but, but
0: Jacksonville hasn't really played that well this season. No,
1: no, they so haven't. They so haven't this would really, be the one to. This yeah, would be the one to capitalize on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when when you look at what they've been this season, they're not really. They haven't—Jacksonville, I thought they were going to come out the gate, storm, like, fast. Like, Jacksonville looked like a team with Trevor Lawrence. It looked like he really turned the corner last season. And now, kind of when you look at them right now, it's like, "Mm, they look a little flat. But remember, that Jacksonville team did start slow last year. They caught fire late. They won the division, and they won a playoff game. So we'll see what happens this year, right? Yep. So let's move on a little bit to some college football. Well, no, 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 no. No, 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 We'll stay pro. Mm -hmm. I only thought about college football because I saw the name. Getting a little ahead of himself. So Jalen Carter, UGA dog, obviously, you know, dropped a little bit in the 2023 draft just because of some things off the field. There were some questionable character concerns. So he drops to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I tell you what, that might've been the worst thing for the entire NFL (laughs) other than the Philadelphia Eagles that Jalen Carter dropped where he dropped because He's been a dominant force so far um, at defensive tackle. He's pro football focused, number one ranked defensive tackle in the NFL uh, through three games. But when you look at, when you watch these games, when you look, and I've watched a couple of their games so far, he's been an absolute difference maker. Look at the Monday night game um, against the Buccaneers. I mean, he was a very disruptive force, forced a fumble, was getting in there. I, I think he may have had a sack too. He's been a, complete disruptor early in the season. I mean, he looks like he's a candidate to make the NFL all-pro team. I mean – I mean, let's did, not get ahead of ourselves that that, I'm just, that,
1: that far. Come on, man. Uh, Did you expect on, this man. already? I mean, look, yes. Okay, three games. Whoa. Three games in. That's awesome. Great. You know, you got a little bit more to go. So I don't know if I'm going to go all in on the, you know, best in the league so far thing because mm. guess what? There's still that guy in uh, – in L.A., his name's Aaron Donald, and he absolutely wrecks everything. So there's that. He's a I'll take him. Player, I'll take. No, I'll take him over everybody else. Don't care what the situation is, sure. Circumstance, whatever. Um, Chris Jones, a guy who just got paid back in uh, the Chiefs.
0: Well, yeah, I guess if you go by mean, track record, sure. I mean, those guys, of course, would be the pick. But I mean. I think but we,
1: I do yeah. think Jalen's going to make a really big impact this year because as the season wears on, he's just going to get more playing time because people are going to get hurt. Um, either he's going to pick up production and he's going to basically uh, impress the coaches to a point where they can't afford to not play him.
0: No, man, you can't. I mean, so, just, he's a total disruptor. And just think, yeah. he went to a team that was in the Super Bowl last season. So, I mean, yeah. it's not even hard to break that lineup when you consider they drafted Jordan Davis, who was already there. You have Fletcher Cox, who's a longtime better in defensive tackle. He's had a borderline Hall of Fame career. So they have some horses up front. Jalen has stepped in, become a starter, and immediately become their most disruptive force on the defensive side of the ball. And I think there's going to be a lot of teams. Look, I mentioned when we did this show months ago, before the draft, before I even knew where he was going, when we knew he was going to kind of drop some, I said, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be very regretful that they passed on Jalen Carter. And I likened that situation to the 1995 NFL draft when Warren Sapp, Dropped really far because of some off-the-field allegations the same kind yeah, of way. And yeah. he became a Hall of Fame player. I'm not necessarily saying Jalen becomes a Hall of Fame player, but when you look at his first three games so far, he looks like he has that potential. One day. Long, so do you think the row.
1: Falcons could have used him instead absolutely.
0: of B. absolutely. Well, okay. So bijan John's been really nice. <laughs> I'm not going to take anything away. That's been a good draft pick. B. John's been really good. He's been a really good playmaker for the Falcons yeah. so far. A really good Swiss Army knife. Yeah, but
1: because literally everyone who was drafted before Jalen Carter is not always going to be compared to Jalen Carter if he has like some Hall of Fame career.
0: Yeah, I mean, that could and not be,
1: saying they both can't do it. Right, uh, I'm not saying that. Um, they certainly could, but
0: well, it's I mean, mighty
1: hard. It's mighty hard to like to look at the tape and say, "Oh wow, ah, uh, maybe we should have taken it on him." You know, maybe we maybe we
0: should have picked him. That's something to think about though, because when you think about it, I mean, there's. In every draft, there's a really good running back. Yeah. Every draft, you can get, you know, I'm not saying that you can get a B. John Robinson next year, but you can get a really good back early in next yeah. year's draft. I don't know if you can get a a, a disruptive defensive tackle the way Jalen Carter has been yeah. so far with the Eagles. So, yeah, I mean, they may be one of the teams that may look back at this and go, man, we missed one right there, you know? They very well could. but we'll see. So, let's talk about some NBA real quick, right in the oh, middle of some uh-oh. football. We'll jump right. to college, but let's talk about a little NBA. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Oh, everyone heard. But it was a pretty big trade in the NBA yesterday with Dame Lillard headed to the Milwaukee Bucks to go team up with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, big three-team trade that, that involved the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton's going to Portland, and some more pieces are going to – but look, it, this mm. is mostly about Dame Lillard going to and Milwaukee. And Drew Holiday getting shipped from yeah. Milwaukee. Right, and that's going to be big to see where he that's, lands, yeah, because he's probably going to be traded from Portland, you know. So, when you look at, you think so? Yeah, I, I think Drew Holiday. You is think going so? Be yeah, because I don't think he's much of a use to the Portland team. They aren't going to contend for anything. He's a kind of an advanced age player. I mean, okay. I, I think that he's a really good um, candidate to be either. I don't think he's going to be bought out. I think they'll trade him, hey, and man. I think a contender will come and call him.
1: Hey, look, when they were twenty twenty one NBA Finals, or well, that whole run, yeah. Uh, when the Hawks actually made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, true. Yes, Holiday was tremendous. Now sure. Chris, Chris Milton showed up a couple of games and hit everything known to mankind for sure. Um, but Drew Holiday is really the one that got that team going. Not not Giannis. I mean, because Drew's the assist man. He is. He gets the ball man. to everybody. He runs that floor, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, this the stuff he was doing in that like. Eastern Conference finals and finals was like it was just crazy.
0: And he's tremendous on the defensive end. Tremendous yes. tremendous yes. on the defensive end. That's kinda where he earns his money. I mean, he's obviously a really good scorer. Does but, he but, does uh, he want to become a Hawk? Right, well, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> we'll together we'll take some defense right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other holidays did, so may as well, right? Hey, hey going. just go ahead and make it a, uh, a triple threat right there. Yeah. The trio. So, so, when you the look trio. At, so when you look at the Milwaukee side of things, do you think yeah. they become the instant favorite to win an NBA championship?
1: I mean, I would think so, right? Uh, on paper. And, of course, yeah. on paper means literally nothing, nothing when the season starts. Games aren't um, played on paper. They're playing inside TV sets. Yes. No, yes, they are. No. Um, yeah, I, 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 it just depends on, though, what does Giannis look like?
0: I mean, if, really if, if,
1: if he if he's an MVP level player again, then yes, I, I would I would think that Dame and Chris Middleton could also be um, those secondary players to give him that little security blanket, so he doesn't have to go in night in night out and just absolutely dominate and worry about getting you know double and triple teamed. Yeah, um, and that's what it's so, about. Yes. Yes, I do think that they, they, right now, I think they would probably be, but Golden State, though, man, I'm telling you, with that trio still intact.
0: And and Chris Paul, Chris Paul, too. Yeah, yeah. Look at the Lakers, the Lakers have a lot back. When you think about um, Denver, obviously, they won the NBA championship. Okay, how about this?
1: I'll say they'd
0: be the favorites in the East. How about that? Yeah. Phoenix Suns. I mean, just think yeah. about it. They got KD and Bradley Beal. And yeah, man. <laughs> Booker. And now they got Nurkic too. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, this is this is really the makings of it. That's one thing that makes player movement uh, really make the NBA so popular in the offseason that there's so much player movement. Um, there's a lot of different moving parts in the offseason. And that really makes the league fun because you got big time franchise changing players like Dame Lillard really tilting the balance of who is going to really be in the championship picture. So I think this is great for the NBA, all this player movement. I know a lot of people don't like it. They like the old school, and, you know, guys should be with a team for 15, 16 years. No, I mean, this is really cool to see new faces in new places. Kevin Durant, Dame Lillard, LeBron James has moved to a bunch of different teams. This is great for the league because we're sitting here talking about it. There's not even being NBA games played yet, and we're talking about the impact that Dame Lillard could have in Milwaukee, who, by the way, on social media, I talked about that. Um, months ago, when he was talking about Miami and how he wanted to go to Miami and everything like that, I said Milwaukee. I thought that would be the best fit because obviously Giannis is already an NBA champion, won a 2021 in, uh, NBA championship and finals MVP. So I really felt like that was one of the strongest things, you know, for him. But we'll see. You know? So,
1: well, I'll say this uh, along those same lines how does Jimmy Butler feel right now that they um, couldn't get the, the, the deal done for Miami? Jimmy Butler's salty, but he'll be
0: okay. God. Hey, let's jump to some college football real quick. So, just real quick here, when you think about Auburn uh, playing the Dogs this week, right? I mean, that's yep. from Auburn. Uh, you'll yep. be there, right? Yes. Hey, so yes, could this be a game? Do you think Auburn could upset UGA? Uh
1: yes. I think they could. Wow. I don't think they will. I okay. don't think they will. Um, okay. is just too much. Gotcha. At the end of the day, I think their defense is really good. Um, I don't think they're quite to the level. Um for sure two years ago that they are now. Gotcha. Maybe even last year. I don't know. They, they might have had a better defense last year, but they're still really, really, really good. And probably top three in college football, if not top one. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to be biased. I haven't watched all the other conferences, but I do know that you know they are good on the defense side of the ball. Obviously, everybody wants to know how Carson Beck is going to react to all this noise because yep. he's never been in a true road environment. He's never started um, a road game. So, hey, uh, only time will tell. It, Look, Auburn can certainly pull an upset. I promise you, I've seen it so many times as an Alabama fan. Gotcha. They can certainly pull the upset. when right. Whenever you discount them, like, you, you never have anything. Um, when they have so many things going against them, right. as long as they're at home, I don't know what it is. They just seem to work miracles. So yes, it can. I don't think it will.
0: All right. So I'll tell you what, we're going to jump out of this, right? Um, we're going to get back to some Falcons on the other side here. We're going to take a quick little uh, pause. Okay. Uh, and so then we're gonna get back. We're gonna listen to Arthur Smith talk a lot about what it's gonna be. They're traveling to London. Uh, they're, as a matter of fact, they probably are in the air right now or on the way there yeah. to to London to go play their game against the Jaguars this week. Uh, national TV game, right? I that's mean, pretty cool. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty so we get cool. a little bit about what Arthur thinks about that trip. Uh, take a quick little pause, and then we'll be right back to uh, hear from Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. Uh, you should get back. You know what? <laughs> it's gonna stay here. Technical man. difficulties. We'll get those we'll get that to look, work next time. We'll get all work out. It's all good. <laughs> I went to hear from Arthur Smith, man. We had a bunch of things he was gonna talk about, you know, what it's gonna be like playing over in London and everything like that. So yeah, yeah so look, I mean, but you know, kind of like just the gist of what he said. He's basically saying, like, look, we're looking forward to flying over there. We can't wait. All right. We can't wait to get to it. Um flying overseas playing the Jaguars, and just being in that feature game. I mean, it's a 9.30 game. Um, that should be pretty dope, just to be in front of the country like that, just so everybody to be able to see uh, what the Falcons are and what they're going to be this season, I think it's, it's, it's in a tough game. I mean, obviously, they're going against Trevor Lawrence. Uh, obviously, from Cartersville, they'll be going against Trevor Lawrence and the Falcons, I mean, and the uh, Jaguars. So, yeah, I mean, just – just um. That should be something to really look forward to this week. And as you just just like the whole NFL slate, I mean, when you look at last week within the division, a lot of teams had problems. They aren't the only team who lost. The Buccaneers lost last week. They got crushed on um, Monday Night Football against the Eagles. They got jumped on. Yep. Uh, So that was something that uh, helped them out within the division. Uh, You got – who else lost? Didn't Didn't the Saints lose too? Yeah. And they lost a quarterback too, Derek Carr. Uh, he, yeah. he down, he hurt his shoulder right, uh, right there. So yeah, I mean, just uh, a lot to, uh, really, uh, take in when it comes to the Falcons. So, uh, once, once we get those fixed up, you know, tomorrow, we How about that? We'll let them see some more <laughs> tomorrow. So no, but, but just getting back though, just real quick though. I know you touched a lot on UGA against Auburn. Um, it seems like UGA got their offensive groove back, though, right? I mean, just kind of when you look at what they are and what they are. Um, first couple of games, I thought it was so, kind of slow with Carson Beck. Here quarter, you go. But, you I'll, g-
1: I'll just go ahead and give you these. Forty. Their Georgia's offense averaging forty-one and a half points per game, and their opponents are averaging eleven. Okay, well, that looks like vintage UGA then. It does, uh, dude. That's. I mean, that's. They're only. They've only given up forty-five points, so. That's wild, man. I mean, it is, just, yeah, just, just, and they're know. scoring 166, so um, let's see another big number, big disparity, let's see.
0: But this is probably the first game that they've had, though, when you think about it. When you think about where UGA is at right now, this is probably the first game that you look at and you go, I mean, South Carolina, lose.
1: though. South Carolina, they were down at half, um, 14-3. to So
0: True, but when, when they were down 14-3, to did you ever think at any point that they were going to lose that game?
1: I mean, honestly, I didn't need, I didn't know much about the team, but of course, that second half they came out and played pretty much perfect. Um, but yeah, at the at that time, yeah, I definitely thought they could lose for sure. You did. I, I thought this was like going to be the Missouri from last year. You know, Missouri game twenty twenty two. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that was They obviously came back and they won. But, that was a close. Know, one. It was. It was a no nobody the entire way.
0: Yeah. So. But so. I never felt like they were gonna lose that game, you know, even though they were down fourteen to three. There was never a point in that game where I said, you know, this game's in trouble. I mean, I, I think UGA could lose this one. So yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like they're um I do feel like they'll win this game against Auburn. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Auburn this season, but I mean, obviously it's going to be a hostile environment. They talk oh, yeah. a lot about that. A lot of their young players, like yeah. you know, this will be Carson Beck's first road game in the SEC, right? As the starter, so yep. that's going to be interesting. So I don't know. I mean, well, they
1: they don't even they don't have Ladd McConkey. I don't know. I don't know about his availability. Out. Is he ever his availability? Play? I don't. I don't. I don't. Him, um, Javon Bullard. I'm not sure what his status is. Uh, yeah. Amarius Mims. So. You know, you've got some key players out, but yeah. you also still have Brock Bowers healthy, so that helps. That's
0: yeah, that's true. Just throw Brock. It to Brock. Just, just get it to Brock. When in doubt, get it to Brock, right? Yep. So let's uh, wrap this up here by saying what's on your mind. I'm going to let you go first. Leave what's on your mind.
1: Um. So kind of along the uh, first topic we were talking about with uh, Desmond Ritter.
0: Yeah.
1: Whew. The Jets. Oh, man. I feel like Zach Wilson could most certainly be the, one of the other four that get benched and just you probably. Mean, well, play, well, I, I don't, number think, one I don't think I don't think Zach Wilson's going to end up being a jet at the end of the year. I just don't think he makes it out of the season. There's yeah. no way.
0: I, I just don't know how you can run him I out mean, there. What 14 more times? 13, 14 more times yeah. this, this season? Just based how bad he's been. Could you imagine having to <laughs> having to look forward to that every Sunday? Well, I tell you what. I mean, another guy who might be on that list too. I have to look again. Is I don't think he's gonna get benched because I don't think they have a great alternative. But boy, as much as this was talked about being like that next step year for Justin Fields, it hasn't been that. Yeah, like he he barely threw for 100 yards last game against the Chiefs. I mean, I, I think like 99 yards he threw for in the last game. I mean, that's unacceptable. I mean, him and Zach Wilson. Just, just think about that draft. They were in the same draft, and that man, that's. That looks like two really bad picks right now. I mean, I know even with Justin, there's been, excuse, you know, whatever you want to call them, reasons, excuses, or whatever, saying, you know, they had a bad head coach. They so they replaced the head coach. They said Justin didn't have enough weapons with the Bears, and they got him uh, DJ Moore from Carolina, who's been a 1000 yards away. Has receiver, not done the thing. And it really Doesn't hasn't. Matter. No. I mean, so – With those two kids, with with uh, Zach and Justin Fields, man, I I don't know that there's really anything that's going to get them on the right track.
1: Yeah, I mean it's kind of crazy to to think somebody goes from you know the highest of the highs in college like that and then boom, humbled.
0: Yeah, I mean it's kind of you know now that's happened a lot now. It it has,
1: but it's just, I mean he was like everywhere
0: with Ohio State and well. I hate to say it, Lee, but I mean, you know how that goes, man. Ohio State quarterback's in the league, and that pains me because I'm an Ohio State football fan. We have Ohio State fan saying that, too. So it pains me, but look, at every other position (laughs) in the NFL, Ohio State has had star players. I mean, whether it's running back, (laughs) definitely wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, the Bosa brothers, I mean, these guys have been great elite-level players in the NFL, but there's just something about the quarterback position at Ohio State that doesn't translate well to the NFL. I don't know if it's a system thing. I don't know know if those guys are protected well I don't know if Ryan Day or Urban Meyer were just such good coaches there that they were able to sort of hide some of their flaws I don't know what it is but for some reason that translation to the NFL hasn't been great but there is hope CJ Stroud like we talked about him earlier with the Texans he's done a really good job he's he's done a pretty good job early in the season passing for a lot of yards they're one and two they upset Jacksonville yeah. so I'm hoping As an Ohio State Buckeyes fan, that C.J. Stroud can be the savior as far as Ohio State quarterbacks in the national football league.
1: Hey, you know, just kind of along that note, so C.J. Stroud got picked. Atlanta News First
0: starts now. This is the News at 7. I'm Savannah Louie. Tonight, an Atlanta student saved from her kidnapper. Republicans investigate corruption in the White House, and a man who helped bring the wizarding world of Harry Potter to life dies. Here's your top seven at seven. An Atlanta teen reunited with her family. Police say 13-year-old Adija Little was abducted after leaving school, her kidnapper facing felony charges.
1: An impeachment inquiry begins on Capitol Hill. House Republicans trying to figure out if President Joe Biden abused his office to enrich his family.
0: Congress has only one.